I, I really like Friday's show because I got to pay no attention at all. I barely I, paid attention. I did gather that all of Andrew's songs were losing. Yes, that was basically <laughs> it. That was kind of fun. What? People don't like Drake? What? How can you not like Drake? God, people who just say, I don't like somebody, that what's wrong with them? You know, after they spend 40 minutes shitting on Billy Joel. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Save your powder. Okay. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. On Fridays, we bring you shows on a variety of topics that may be somewhat tangentially related to TVTL if we feel like it, but this is a Monday recap, and we all listened carefully last week so that we could bring you some sparkling commentary and thoughtful analysis of all the TVTL content. As always, we'll handle some LRB business, bring you the week in review, do a little housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. And joining me on the panel today, it is the new iteration of the I-35 crew. What? What? Woo! The worst highway <laughs> in America. <laughs> yeah, awful. First up, you know her, you love her. From middle-aged Bombish Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. And as I named myself in the our little chat, I'm Mommy Dearest today because I just am fresh off of yelling at children. So here I am in all of my mom glory. <laughs> so it's the proper way to start any day. <laughs> yes. And from the Dear Blend Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manshack, Texas, it's veteran podcaster Mike the Jill Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Have you yelled at anybody recently? Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, whenever I yell at the bunny, I feel bad later because he it makes his ears go back. So Aww. I try to avoid it. Yeah. You softy. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Well, before we start, I just want to check to make sure that all of us are fully clothed. <laughs> hmm. Let me take a look under my laptop. Tonight pants are acceptable. I'm still in my nightgown. <laughs> hey, I'm in my tonight pants. Totally fine. I, just after all this talk about Andrew recording in his skivvies or not, I I need to know that we're all <laughs> at least podcast appropriate. Well, I have a uniform that I wear for podcasting, and that is, yes, the tonight pants, which are... Uh, basketball shorts a t-shirt and then i i slip my hoodie on i have my my uh, lrb hoodie my rar hoodie but i only put the sleeves on over my arms because my arms are the only thing that gets cold in the mountain room so it's like a very weird old man <laughs> outfit going on sort of snuggy adjacent but without <laughs> all the rest of the <laughs> material like like if if I could just get the sleeves of a hoodie, I would wear the sleeves all the time, and uh, and not the rest of it. You're sort of Belichickian right now. You're like inching towards. Yeah, his... <laughs> I'm revert. I'm I'm doing a reverse Belichick actually because I I only want the sleeves, and and he can't stand the sleeves. You, you can't get rid of the sleeves fast enough. Well, yeah, maybe you guys can work something out. 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> Bill and I. I don't want to wear any Patriot sleeves, though. I guess the logo's not on there, no. so I'll just take a s- sleeve. Perfect. <laughs> Hillary, you're in your night clothes. We're all yes. good with that. Yep. Very comfortable, cozy. It's fine. Okay, good. I feel better. And I'm not wearing a bra for what it's worth. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. <laughs> for me, too. Only if some I know someone's coming over do I slip on my bra. <laughs> Guys, my brother comes today. He's staying with me for 10 days. I'm like, wait, I got to wear a bra this whole time? (laughs) Oh, man. Can you work out some kind of deals? Like, can we just, you know, it's unspoken. You you don't mention it and I won't wear it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is my tip. The, I, I, Bridget thinks it's weird and most people do, but I, uh, you have like nursing bras, you know, when you're nursing a little baby and they're the most comfortable bras. I would never wear them like in public, but I still wear them like around my house because, you mm. know, just to keep everything contained and they're really comfortable and it doesn't feel like you're wearing. I'm serious. I would, I would get one even if I like didn't have previous babies that I nursed. Just a little mm, tip. Good tip. Yep. Keep some covered. Are they softer? Yes. Added? They're really soft. They're not padded, but they're just like, it's like wearing like underwear, basically. But like, no, there's no wires or anything. It's really comfortable. Oh. I'll send you a link. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you a quick, a quick bra story? Something that happened around the house this week? Sure. All right. This is dubious, uh, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's always searching for a more comfortable, better bra. And she happened upon this company and, and had one sent. Um, I forget the name of the company, but... Third Love? Um, I heard... I, it, I, I don't know. It, it came in the mail a, a couple days ago and she went to uh, try it on in the other room and I just heard her howling with laughter. You know, she just thought it was hilarious. And she came out and she said, what do you think of this? And it had, it had first of all, it was padded and she doesn't want a padded bra. And, and it, it was, it made her, it rode so high. It was like, you know, right around her, her boobs were around her neck uh-huh. and she was, she just thought that was hilarious. And I, it was really, it was really, really funny looking. And, and I, I think I said something like, we need to return that necklace immediately. <laughs> so one of our, one of our errands yesterday, cause her car's in the shop. Uh, I had to drive, drive her around for some errands. So we, we took that baby straight to Lane Bryant. Yeah, and uh, got got the money back. Good. That's no joke when your boobs ride that high, though. And yeah. I go to a yoga class where one of the common moves is I don't know you're laying on your stomach with your legs pulled up or whatever, and then you pull an arm like underneath across your body and you lay on top of the arm. It's a shoulder stretch thing, but the problem is with my arm there and the boobs pushed up. I'm like, I can't breathe. I'm supposed to hold this. <laughs> Right. Your own boobs are choking you. Help me! Right, right, right. And imagine if your your bra was doing that to you all day long. I mean, you you don't just have to hold it for a minute. You have to hold it for a lifetime. And the yoga instructor, of course, is a small boobed American. Actually, she's British, so she's a small boobed Brit. <laughs> this is not something that's ever going to occur to her. And I would, I don't yeah. want to be like. Can you just um, sit out a pose? Do they get mad if you just if you just go no? Sure. <laughs> this one, I draw the line on this one. Well, she'll come over one. and ask you what's wrong, and then try to help. <laughs> well, you Well, my an boobs are choking me. <laughs> Let's just have that discussion in front of all these folks. These are things that nobody ever talks about. This is a public service here. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, well, we had, we had a good laugh about it. So, uh, 
So no harm done in a, in a terrible bra purchase <laughs> when you get your money back. All right. Uh, some LRB business. Uh, Hillary, you were narrating some terrible business that that you had. Um, you had a little family outing? Yes. Uh, this, this last week? Yep. Um, last Sunday, a little bit after we recorded, we took the kids with some friends to um, the Round Rock Express game, which is the minor league um, baseball team here. And actually, um, the stadium is really nice. It's a mm-hmm. little bit far away from where we live. It's in Round Rock, obviously. Yeah. and um, But it's a really, really nice stadium. We had great seats. We were like... Right by home base, Rory, my baseball fanatic son, was, you know, like, loving life. He's loving his, his glove, you know, we're all having a Was that his first game? He had been to a game before, but he was, like, really thriving. I mean, it's, you know, every week he has more uh-huh. knowledge about whatever, the particulars. So he's really into it now. Super into it. So, okay. you know, Bridget's into it enough but uh but it's a fun little place there's places for kids to play so I took Bridget over to the play area where he's watching anyway so we come back and it's like that sixth inning I think and Rory wanted to get a baseball hat at the stores and David said okay I'll take you so Dave and Rory go and get a hat and Bridget and I are sitting there watching the game, kind of. I mean, I'm watching. I'm probably, like, on my phone, not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, you hear, like, crack of the bat. And it's a, it's a foul ball, but it's going back into uh, where we're sitting. And I'm sort of a baby. Even though I like sports, I'm kind of scared of the ball. So I'm like, eh, where's the ball? Is it? So I look up, and it's flying like high above, and I see that it's going way, way back. So I'm thinking, okay, shwoop. You should be scared of baseballs, by the way. It, don't don't try to be brave at the ball. No, park. I'm like, if you don't if you don't have confidence, you can catch it. Get out of the way. No, well, Move. so when I saw that it was going way far back, I thought, okay, shwoop. Like it's not. It, I don't have to uh, like think about it. So then I, it goes way, way far back, and then all of a sudden I see that whoever was trying to catch it back there didn't catch it. So it's like. The best way I can explain it is like Plinko in um, The Price is Right. Like it's just sort of like bebopping <laughs> through the stands, like boop, 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 boop. And I see that it's sort of coming towards, rolling down kind of towards me. And I'm like thinking, I have to try to get it. Like I, it's rolling. I'm not going to have to catch it. I'm just going to uh-huh. have to grab it. And so it lands like right behind my chair. So I'm trying to reach behind my chair to grab it because I think, you know, the kids would love it. This is cool. If, you know, a foul ball came to us. This, like, 50-plus-year-old man comes barreling down the stairs towards the ball. I'm 52, by the way. (laughs) I know. You don't have to say (laughs) 50-plus. This 50-year-old geezer (laughs) with no beard. Zero-legged guy. Is running down the stairs at me, and it's just happening so quickly. And I'm just like, "Well, no, I'm going to reach for it. It's right here." He basically headbutts me to get this goddamn ball. I'm like, "God!" And to be fair to him, I I think he just had adrenaline, and he was just like after the ball, after the ball, maybe just didn't even Mm -hmm. see me reaching for the ball. He gets it. I mean, I'm not going to fight him for it. He gets it, and then he just looks at me, and I'm going, I'm like Marsha Brady and the goddamn Brady Bunch. I'm like, my nose, because my nose was just, <laughs> but, I mean, it hurts so bad. Um, and so, anyway, the guy, like, looks at me, and he looks at Bridget, who's standing next to him, and he's, like, just hands Bridget the ball, which was good. I'm glad he did it, because clearly he didn't have kids with him. Just gives her the ball, and she's like, ah, you know, so excited. Uh, so then Dave comes back and he's like, oh, my God, you caught a ball. And I'm like, the, the story is longer than that. I can't believe you just missed it. But the best part was that the staff of the Round Rock Express is surrounding me. Like there's 
seven people surrounding uh-huh. me because I think they're just scared that I'm going to like sue or something. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you want an ice pack? So I let them get me an ice pack, even though my nose hurt, but I knew it wasn't like broken or anything. Um, and then when we were leaving, they gave us free tickets for another game. So it, it ended up being fine. It was just like very fever pitch. Like it was so dramatic how it happened. And I'm like, I don't even want this ball. And then, of course, Rory's playing with the ball and hits his friend with the ball. It was like the Brady Bunch where it was like there's this like thing that's like it's it going to hurt somebody. So we hid the ball like in a box somewhere because I don't even really want to see it because it's this ball that's hurt too many people. Um, so yeah, did they throw dude out of the game? No, I don't think so because he, he was enough. I didn't actually see, they kept saying, did he apologize to you? Did he apologize? I'm like, Hey, he's fine. He's fine. But, um, I mean, it was the goddamn minor league. Why are you running after a ball? (laughs) There's not even really, there's like one guy that's there. That's sort of a, you know, somewhat of a big deal as far as like the players, but it's, you know, it's pretty low key, but it was super fun and exciting. Yes. You have no idea how much that ball is worth. An official Pacific Coast League <laughs> baseball? Hang on to that thing. Don't let the kids touch it. Put it in a case. I'll put it. Maybe get one of the guys who's never going to make it to the majors to sign it. Who's making like $10,000 a year or something traveling. God yeah. for sake. Oh, yeah. It's tragic how much those guys make, actually. it's Poor poor people can't afford to, to play professional baseball Unless they go pretty much immediately to the majors. Seriously. Anyway, so. that was my that was my journeys. I think I've retired my my minor league uh, seats for a little bit, but it was fun <laughs> regardless. Wow. I did have a bruise. I kind of wanted like a black eye just to be like, look what uh-huh. happened. But I like had a bruise. That's it. It wasn't that big of a deal, which kind of bummed me out. Sadly. I I love the way that they actually are very solicitous of people who. Um, who run into trouble at the ballpark. And because, you know, the temptation would be to just enlarge the back of the ticket and hand it to the person and w- with the highlighted portions of, yes. of, of uh, no, you accepted liability yeah. when you came For into sure. the stadium. And what's yeah. weird is right when I was walking to the seats, I saw there are signs everywhere that's like, you know, balls <laughs> might be flying out at you at any time. I mean, they definitely mm-hmm. like prepare and kind of cover their ass, but they were actually yeah. really nice. It was, they were a good crew. And and I think um, the problems of people getting hurt at the ballpark by the ball might be getting worse due to everyone having their smartphones. For sure. Because you, you look around you and you're like, if if somebody lines the ball into the stand, like if you're behind home plate, you're fine. Yeah. But if you're down on one of the foul lines oh, yeah. and someone pulls one really hard, I saw a ball girl basically save a guy's life earlier this year on the, um, I think it was a Dodgers game. And, uh, and she reached out and snared a line drive that was headed right for some idiot's fa- face who was in the first row, you know, staring at his phone. And he looked up and, and he was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. She gave him the ball, which he didn't deserve at all. She should have given him the ball and taken his phone and then chucked his phone out into the field. Uh, well, speaking of outings, Emily and I have an outing tomorrow night, uh, Monday night, which is uh, Livewire, which is coming to Austin so Luke will be doing a show from the presidential suite in the uh, Hyatt in downtown Austin and we we're, we're getting uh, passed in and uh, Emily and I are big fans of, of the musical artist uh, Charlie Crockett 
who's going to be doing the show. And um, it, the show doesn't start till like 10 o'clock at night. Uh-oh. So Emily's going to have to like go to bed at four and I'll wake her up <laughs> oh at like God. eight uh-huh. and then we'll get ready to go to the show. Um, but I was asking her, you know, it's not, it's not too late, is it? I mean, you, 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 you can swing it. And then she goes, oh, I'm going to the Charlie Crockett show. And I had to keep, I have to keep reminding her that it, it's actually live wire and that the Charlie, it's, Charlie Crockett is just on the show. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Luke, I guess Luke will be there, too. Um, so she's really excited about it. And I'm pretty excited about it, too, because I I sent Luke a link to some Charlie Crockett music uh, probably a month and a half ago. I said, no, you're coming to coming to Austin. This guy is from Texas. He was like a street musician until about four years ago. And now he's he's getting ready to hit it big. And, and then so... Uh, I got an email from Luke a couple of weeks ago. It says, "Hey, hey, we we booked him. You know, you should come to the show." And I'm like, "If I if we aren't at that show, Emily's going to divorce me." So <laughs> yes, of course we're going to be at the show. I think it'll be really fun. I just it's so late, and tomorrow is the first it's... day of school for Austin Independent mm-hmm. School District, and I just I'm going to be spent tomorrow. That's that can't happen. But it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, we'll I'll give a report next week, and and. Uh, probably be a single man but (laughs) ladies i'll be back on the market so if you're looking for a double amputee i'm I'm your guy um i made a new friend in the neighborhood we have a uh we have a mule i don't know i don't know uh what his name is but we have a mule who moved in uh, um across the street up a couple of houses and he he likes to hang out um by a tremendous bale of hay that's uh that's in the back of a truck on his property and he always comes over to talk to you if you even if you slow down the car he comes over to talk to you so uh this last week um i got i got myself a big carrot from the grocery store and went up to meet him in in person for the first time in mule and in person and uh boy did he enjoy that carrot and he's such a nice guy but uh so 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 now we have on our block uh we have goats a pig, a mule, a roadrunner, tons of deer, um, and of course our idiots, our <laughs> our uh, our cat and dogs and bunny. So, real menagerie going on on the street. I really like life in Manshack. It's so crazy too because Manshack is like. It sounds like you're you know deep into Farmville or whatever, but it is honestly mm-hmm. what. 20 minutes 25 minutes to downtown austin it's just wild how like not far you can go out and it's like yeah it's Mm -hmm. a menagerie of farm animals i mean you're like living in a preschool like ideal it's like there's the mule (laughs) there the chickens yeah it's a it's a petting zoo (laughs) over here um the we uh i don't know how far to get into this but i i'm in i'm in a college football uh picking league where we pick games and i won it last year which means all the other guys have to send me tribute and one of the uh pieces of tribute that i got from one of the other um guys in the league is a book about manchak and the like the history of manchak and there's been a lot of speculation on what is the origin of the name and they think the the people who who wrote this book theorize that it comes from a, a choctaw word meaning back door which means that um, Manchac was named because it was the back door to Austin. The oh. old San Antonio Road was where all the stagecoaches used to come up between San Antonio and Austin. So uh, we were talking about this. 
the other night. I was talking about it with Emily, and and she, I know, I know, Anne, you you don't like it that I'm the uh, the gatekeeper of this, but she she thinks that uh, backdoor is something we we shouldn't be using anymore in casual conversation. <laughs> uh, and I sort of agree. And, and another thing, another one came up on the show this week when uh, Luke was talking about cupping. I think cupping. <laughs> That's, you can't because there are really only two things that you can cup and neither one and they're both naughty things. no my yeah. position on this is the problem lies within you and your dirty dirty mind not with the words uh hillary can i get a tiebreaker on this i mean cupping i just backdoor i agree with that's kind of i mean that's i immediately you know think of naughty stuff but cupping well I, what are you gonna <laughs> call it then <laughs> Rear entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. <laughs> See, now who's dirty? I hear you laughing over there. Well, I guess I guess that's the business for this week because uh, we don't have any uh, we don't have any general throw your phones. So we I don't. guess we'll do them on the days. Well, then let's get into Monday number twenty seven oh four. The lengthies. Um, again, that kind of sounds dirty as well. <laughs> Jesus, the two of you. <laughs> Never thought that I was much of a prude until I started hanging out with you guys. Um, boy, on Tuesday, the guys started talking about what a great show Monday was. And I was like, were we listening to the same thing? Because oof, I thought this right. one was pretty rough. But uh, yeah, it was... when you looked and saw that it was like two hours or whatever, I'm like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> And they didn't talk about anything, really. They just kept start no, like almost no. ending and then start talking about something else. They have really a, a problem wrapping up the show a lot of times because they just keep thinking of one more thing, very Columbo-esque. Just, well. <laughs> hey, you know what else it might be mildly interesting for 15 minutes? You know what's just pooped out of my brain right now? Let's talk about that for a while. <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite moments in a long time was Luke butchering the Australian accent <laughs> in the intro and more than his usual that's not a knife this is a knife kind of thing but it was truly truly a terrible attempt at an Australian accent and Andrew for the first time ever breaking into the intro and just saying nope <laughs> it did kind of make me laugh nope I know it it really did it was great um and that was the high point of the episode well, we learned that Andrew spent some time kayaking for the very first time in Green Lake. He paddled around Duck Island and listened to the Song of the Summer playlist. And my question is, uh, what's the probability that he was high for this? Oh, 90 percent. 100 percent. Yeah, I would say probably 98.6 percent. He was he was high because it was the middle of the day. It's kind of a random you know, thing to decide to do for the first time. And he's like totally, jamming out to totally. some music. Yeah. And it's not really an exercise thing because Green Lake is very small. So, you know, you're basically on a float. <laughs> I, I just worry, does being high, can that uh, impair your paddling and swimming abilities at all? Or I, mean, I, just, I don't want him to drown it, because he smokes some weed and then... I, I'm. I, I'm on two sides of that of that issue of doing activities uh, while high. I know I am a terrible driver while I'm high. I I could I could always um, 
sorry to say, but I could drunk drive way better than I could <laughs> drive high. However, I played basketball at least at least I thought I played basketball amazingly when I uh-huh. was high. So <laughs> I'm the so, best. So I don't know. I mean, the floating in a lake probably falls somewhere between those two things. So I'd, I think I'd probably be fine. But but uh, it's a very, I mean, in most of Green Lake, you can just stand up. Oh, oh that's you know. good. That's good. I had a friend who used to like to go running while she was high. And I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> I want to watch I a movie. I hated running so much. I probably should have tried that. Maybe you feel like you're floating along if you were high. That would be an improvement. Yeah. There, there's a, there's an interesting thing going on. That there are companies that are trying to come up with, um, because weed is being legalized in a lot of places, and in Canada it's completely legal, with uh, like a, a breathalyzer that judges your um, like THC levels. Because I think you should be able to prosecute someone for driving erratically while stoned. For sure. Uh, Absolutely. But... Th- they don't have they don't have a proper measurement for that now. Now they just you know they're like I think this guy's high. Well, you don't know, you just don't know. So unless the the person admits it or something, but if you just say no, I'm not high, then mm-hmm. they, you you know, and you're in, and you have no blood alcohol level, you know, you're just driving erratically. But uh, I think I think that driving high, at least me driving high, is dangerous. Uh, so there have to be other people out there who are poor at it. I mean, I, I go too slow. <laughs> I go like, I'm like a granny, you know. I'm like, oh, things are just racing around me. I'm like, you all are insane. Well, I think that's going to be a part of all the, you know, legality of it all is that they need to uh, come up with some restrictions, you know, yeah. like they do with drinking. Is There has to be some boundaries with it. But, yeah, I guess they're kind of – that's part of, probably part of the scary part of it is that it's like if it's legal, mm-hmm. it's just, you kind of can't suss out when somebody's breaking the rules with it. But we'll see. Right. Well, they can come up with something. Alcohol's sure. legal, and they we'll have guess. yeah exactly. ways to monitor that. So we'll get there. Um, somewhere in this discussion, Luke comes out as pro-public smoking. <laughs> it was so weird. Kind of weird. It was so weird. It was such a weird stance. I mean, you know, listen, I love a cigarette, but I hate it. I mean, I don't... I, I'm The day when they stopped letting people smoke in bars or whatever is great because, you know, even as somebody who enjoys an occasional cigarette, you don't want to come out like like your hair, your clothes completely reeking. And when Uh you're indoors, it's, it just like embeds itself into your, into everything. I, it's just so odd to me that a non Luke is like sort of a committed non-smoker for all of his life that he's like, yeah, it's cool. And Andrew on the other hand is like, really, man, that's kind of (laughs) gross. I know. I, it's it is very strange. I agree with you, because especially for someone like Luke who's never been a smoker, it's so strong. Yeah. I mean, I can understand uh-huh. people who smoke are so used to the smell they don't know. But for those of us oh. who have, don't smoke and have never smoked, it's yeah. so acrid so and yeah. so penetrating that yeah. I can understand. We have a throw your phone a little bit later that is going to deal with that and some other stuff. Uh, they talk about this show Lodge Forty Nine. Is this on AMC? Yeah, because he Andrew is watching Better Call Saul, and then it rolled right over into the premiere mm-hmm. of Lodge Forty Nine. And I don't understand how the two of them can be like, oh, yeah, it's fine, and then they talk about it for half an hour. It's like neither one well, of them. Well, Andrew had only to seen like one episode. Oh yeah. Well, 
Andrew doesn't have to have read the articles, and he doesn't have to have seen the show in order to <laughs> critique seen something. The show at all. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I haven't even heard of this show. I'm not like super dialed into cable culture, but I would think that I would at least have heard something about it. I have not heard of it at all, and I have, you know, pride myself of being abreast of everything, even if I'm not watching it. I usually have heard of something, and I haven't heard of this like one minute of it. Well, their biggest criticism seems to be that they get the Lodge part of Lodge 49 wrong. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like a like a VFW or an Eagles or something. That's what they mean by Lodge. I was thinking like Ski Lodge or something. But now it starts to make sense why they're kind of fascinated by it. But, you know, that's definitely a Luke move is to criticize what he sees as non-authentic about anything that he consumes Uh, this is the log line for it this is the plot set in long beach california the series centers on a young male ex-surfer who joins a fraternal lodge after his father's death that's it and that sounds like the anti-hillary show i'm like nothing about that sounds interesting to me is it a comedy is it a drama i don't i don't know i don't know anything about it i really don't Well, <clears throat> I think the important part of this discussion is that uh, Luke interrupts it to discuss how depressing Mr. Mr. Songs are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know any Mr. Mr. Songs other than Kyrie Eleison, so. <laughs> it's such a stupid name for a band. I, yeah. I refuse. I mean, that's I like classic 80s band naming, right? Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. It's pretty terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Take on me is a great song, though. I hate it. I'm in the minority. I, I hate it so much. Oh my goodness. And I hate the video. What are you I talking about? You're it. an insane person. Yep. The classic video. That is a classic video. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> Just because it's classic doesn't mean it's good. <sighs> All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, we actually get a few voicemails in this episode not that any of them really lead to anything uh i was really amused by the one from the stewbot who says that when andrew records the hey dummies video the newsletter goes into Stu's primary gmail folder and when luke does the hey dummies video it goes into his promotions gmail folder and Stu wants to know if there's some sort of conspiracy afoot if andrew is trying to like i don't know bury luke's content uh i thought that was pretty funny i had noticed that this happened i had not connected it to who was in the hey dummies video but i had noticed that sometimes it goes to my primary and sometimes it goes into the promotion i was like why does it do this so i i guess luke's just a more of a big shot so he gets to go right into your your regular inbox (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, and Andrew's still going in the promotions folder. He he tucked right in there on Friday again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I skipped an important point here that I wanted to talk about. Uh, during the Lodge 49 discussion, Luke started comparing himself to Paul Manafort for some reason. <laughs> he was wondering if he's maybe a psychopath or a sociopath to the point where he looked up the definitions online. I'm not going to lie. I looked up the definition of sociopath once because I was worried that I was one. Because sometimes <laughs> I feel like I don't have the same emotional reactions to things as people have. 
like when I don't know, like when Aretha Franklin died this week and this huge like outpouring of love and respect and tributes online. And I really liked Aretha Franklin. I thought she was immensely talented. And I was like, okay. I mean, she died. She was old and she had cancer. So sometimes these things happen. I'm like, am I wrong for like not feeling the same things as other people? So I did look it up. Turns out I'm not a sociopath. I don't fit the definition. It's different when someone has a good run. I mean, yeah. they had a great run, yeah. and and they're yeah, they're they're old and they got sick, and like us old people, we get old and get sick. And you know, it wasn't like she was twenty nine, or it wasn't like she was Whitney Houston drowned in her bathtub with the drugs and all that. I mean, I I have a different reaction when things like that happen rather than when Aretha Franklin dies. When Aretha Franklin dies, you're like, oh, I'm listening to a couple songs. That's yeah. pretty cool. I I'm glad she had a good life. Mm-hmm. I think that social media, and I always have to check myself on this, I think that social media Mm -hmm. especially kind of amps up, like everybody's amping up their emotions a little bit, like, oh, queen, iconic, best, you know, and people are like sobbing or whatever. But in real life, it's just somebody looking at their phone and typing. Like, it's not like they're actually really having, maybe internally they're sad or whatever, but I don't think externally they're really having those emotions. And I, I always have to check myself, especially about like, families on Facebook and they're always having such a great time and doing these cool like trips or I don't know you know crafts or whatever and it's like oh no but they're actually I don't know there's I feel like there's a direct correlation between how much you post and how excitedly you post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and to like how you're actually feeling about it it's like I just I just feel like social media amps it up and it makes these like artificial feelings and then and then me as a person who's maybe not as excitable or you and it's like you then you look at yourself and you're like wait why am I not responding that way and it's like oh because you're a normal human being and you don't why am I not wailing and rending my garments (laughs) (laughs) well I asked my therapist about it I said am I a sociopath and she laughed and she said no you're not a sociopath what she said is that I actually feel things so deeply that I've spent my whole entire life pushing it away and trying to be clinical about Mm. it and so now I can't actually access those emotions very well and I'm like well I guess that's better than being a sociopath (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think that Luke is a sociopath or a psychopath I think he's just self-centered that's all yes yeah. Yes. He's very much capable of relating to people and having emotions. And, um, you know, he's just the world is kind of about him in his own head. So, but and it serves him well in a lot of it ways. It really does. But he's talking about Paul Manafort and he says he seems like kind of a douche. And I was like, well, there's the <laughs> understatement of the century. <laughs> Luke looks way better in a suit. <laughs> Oh God! Yes, <laughs> Paul Manafort's biggest downfall is that he he spent so so much of his money on something that was never going to work for him, and that is wearing a suit because the the guy has a dumpy build, <laughs> and dumpy built guys shouldn't get into collecting, you know, cobra skin suits right. because now now you just look bad in a ridiculous suit. <laughs> just get yourself a nice. Nice uh, men's warehouse suit, as nice as you can get, you know, for 250 bucks. Because you're never going to make any of these things work, and you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on them. Get a different hobby. Smoke a cigar or do something, you know. Get into scotch, you know. Pretend to like scotch like so many middle-aged guys do. Wearing an ostrich skin jacket is not going to make you look cool. It's going to make you look tacky. never will. And that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very interesting that all of Manafort's purchases seem to be designed to make him look cool to a certain set of ultra-rich people, and he just ends up looking, you know, like a bad Italian mobster or something, which, you know, he's basically one step away from that. Yeah, there's like there used to be a comic in the in the newspaper. It was called "They'll Do It Every Time," and and all the characters, the male characters, were these like dumpy middle aged dudes, you know, with exaggerated like Italian features or whatever. And I remember there was one dude named Ebo, and and this guy Paul Manafort looks like Ebo from "They'll Do It Every Time." Now that is an old guy reference. <laughs> I'll Google that later. Let's find out what you're talking about. Uh, Well, then Luke says that he thinks that he has problems with empathy sometimes. And I thought that was an interesting statement. And this is what brings me to Monday's throw your phone moment from Anonymous Wagoneer, who says first a throw, then a hug my phone in the span of a few minutes on Monday's show. Luke's feeling that smoking outside is not a big deal infuriated me as the currently pregnant woman with a hormonally heightened sense of smell walking through the city to work is a minefield of nauseating smoke. Ooh, you have my sympathy. And then she says, come on, Luke, it's not just about you. Then moments later, Luke admits he has a problem with empathy. Wow. Progress. Thanks, Lisa Weinberg and co. (laughs) Yes. Good for Luke. He's working on it. He is. Um, All right. Let's go back to the voicemails from Rachel. She says, uh, like Genevieve's story about the win-loser-draw party that led to the (laughs) car crash, uh, Rachel's high school parties were also about board games and no alcohol. And she said something about, like, they threw actual sit-down dinner parties and stuff. I mean, I was a theater nerd. There was no drinking at those parties at all. We just hung around and ate like chips and Skittles and. Did they really call them parties? And... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. <laughs> to me, that that doesn't even qualify unless it's like a stamp it up party. Somebody would have like a video camera and they'd make stupid videos. I don't know. I I mean, nobody I here. I it was fun. Nobody yeah. here is thinking that I was a wild partier or anything. But no. Yeah, there. I I was a good girl. I didn't go in for any of that bad stuff, naughty stuff, until probably my junior year, maybe maybe into sophomore when I had my car. But before then, I would rollerblade or ride my bike to my friend Chelsea's house. And legitimately, in ninth grade, we watched Aladdin every day. Like we were too old to be watching Aladdin. But I know every fucking word to Aladdin and like every movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were. Not cool. I, there was a point where we, where we got a little bit cooler, but really all we did was watch Aladdin and like go on to AOL, like you know where you would it'd be like boop beep boop, and go on to like some chat rooms or whatever with I'm sure like fifty year old men. But that was basically our like freshman and sophomore high school life. Wasn't there something really dirty in that, either intentionally or unintentionally from the animators? Yeah, I think. Did you ever yes, you know, in all of those, there's like like a penis or something that's like drawn some, you know, uh-huh. some like dorky animator that's like, <laughs> I'm gonna embed this. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what the Aladdin one. I think it says like sex or something in the like. No, that's the Lion King. Whatever. Oh, that, that's right. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> well. I'll have to look it up. I'm going to screen cut that and make it the show picture. <laughs> it says rear entrance. Uh, uh, the, the carpet is undulating. I do not have those kinds of Photoshop skills. 
Um, okay, and the the third voicemail for the day from Mike, not you, Mike, I assume. Oh, yeah, it was some Mike no. in California or something, who says uh, on the subject of card counting in casinos, card counting itself is not illegal, as uh, Luke and Andrew were trying to figure out why casinos would throw you out when you card count. So the card counting itself isn't against the rules, but the teamwork and coordination to... I guess make it a scam are if you just have a really good memory, then I mean, what's the problem? It's just you having a superior set of skills at the game. But if you're actually coordinating with other people to um, do something that's against casino rules, then they can throw you out and they can throw you out for anything, for any reason at any time. Well, I don't even think the teamwork and coordination is illegal. No, probably not. When you watch the, the, the card counting movies, you know, that that's what gets you caught. And that's what gets you thrown out because if you're just sitting there counting cards to yourself, unless your fucking lips are moving, then <laughs> it's it's not a you know that you're just a guy who just increased his bet. You know, you could just be a desperate gambler who just um, you know was betting twenty five dollars and now is betting one hundred fifty dollars. But uh, yeah, the coordination the, they catch on because they're watching and you know they're seeing people make eye contact and seeing what can be signals, and then the bets are increasing on both players, and and then you get caught and you get. I, beat up or thrown out or whatever right i mean the thing is the interesting part of all this is people talk about it being illegal but at no point are the police called right uh they take you Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. i saw oceans 11 they take you in the back room and they get a giant guy named tiny to rough you up and then they throw you out and they say don't come back so Mm -hmm. that's just a violation of casino rules or them feeling like you're winning Mm -hmm. too much and they don't want you there anymore it's it's not against the law yeah. It's okay. Luke doesn't have to worry about it anyway cuz I'm pretty sure he's incapable of counting cards. Yeah, there's no way. Well, you can't you can't get hammered while you're doing it. That's the that, that's the thing. It's like when you're sitting at a blackjack table, part of it for me is it's like getting the free drinks or whatever and so like uh the card counting might get in the way of the the free drinks and vice versa. Mhm. Hey, another reason for them to be generous with the free drinks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can derail a a, a weak willed card counter in a big <laughs> hurry. Just just mix him up a a, a stiff drink. Uh, at this point, I wrote down in my notes: thirty minutes to end of the show. Dot dot dot. <laughs> I couldn't see what on earth they were going to do for another thirty minutes because I think at this point they had started talking about like show titles or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. of course means they're about to launch into a full-blown discussion of the Mariners after saying five times that they shouldn't talk about the Mariners. They always do. Uh, and I think I think we're coming down to earth a little bit on that. Very much what so. Are, are they I mean, three games back? I don't know what they are back at any given time, but uh, all you have to do is look at the expanded standings yeah. and see that the Mariners uh, have – uh, either even or negative run differential for the year, and Houston and Oakland have huge uh, positive run differentials. This means the Mariners have been lucky yeah. so far this year, yeah. and and that always comes back. So, and also their 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 uh, best pitcher just got hurt with a line. Oh, back, I was just so. going to ask that they were moaning about James Paxton later in the week. Yeah, so yeah. he's out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just going to be an eagle perch for a while. He can't pitch anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Well, and the problem is, is the Yankees, I mean, as much as I hate them, they are, they're going to get the wild card, likely. Um, so any hope, you know, for the 
uh, for the Mariners are kind of dead. Well, they'll get the first wild card. Yeah. There, there, there are now two wild cards, and they oh, play that's a right, one that's game right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Playoff. So, so Oakland or, you know, um, probably yeah, right now it's Oakland. So we'll see if the Mariners. I'm not saying they can't yeah. do it, but but the numbers don't lie. Well, the first half of the season was Luke and Andrew being so excited about the Mariners, and now the second half of the season will be just them moaning about the Mariners. So probably what comes up must come down. Uh, And then at this point, they decide to talk about the guy who stole the airplane and crashed it. I it was why it was would such you an like odd tack po- that on. Yeah, it was, it was so really strange. Weird. It was really weird. Um, I would really I don't like the idea of calling this sky jinks. No, I no. Think that that Oof. that is unfortunate and inappropriate. So let's not do that. Um, I I mean I don't want to talk about it too much because it's going to make me really mad. But Luke's point was that this guy does he doesn't think this guy was suicidal because he never explicitly said that he wanted to end his life. And as we were talking about this a little bit throughout this week, Phyllis made the point that you know in in media accountability you have to be very careful about what you report. And so she thought maybe Luke was making a media argument that uh, they shouldn't say that this guy was suicidal because just like one or two people who didn't really have the authority to say so mentioned that he was suicidal. And I I mean, I love Phyllis. She is 100 times uh, more professional than Luke. And if she was talking about it, I would accept that it was a piece of media criticism. And what I read into it was Luke saying, "I, I listened to the tapes. He didn't sound suicidal to me. Yeah. And I think that's super, super dangerous to talk like that with um, with issues surrounding mental illness. And it's I mean, I'm pretty uh, open that I struggle with depression and I've had suicidal ideations over the years. And to hear Luke really dismissively say, eh, he didn't sound suicidal. You don't know. You're not a mental health professional. How on earth can you judge whether somebody sounded suicidal or not? I just think that. He probably meant well, but um, it was discussed with a characteristic carelessness from Luke that I think he should be better about. And I think Andrew is always really good and really sensitive about that stuff. But I could tell, I think that Luke was sort of ready for an argument and had his heels dug in. And Andrew was just like, okay, we're not going to get anywhere about this an hour and 45 minutes into the show. So we just won't. I won't challenge this. So, I mean, I was disappointed by that. I, I don't know. They they made some good points about how the story might have turned out differently if the guy wasn't white, how they might have taken different actions or quicker actions or been more aggressive with it if if he was minority, and I I think that was that was good and that was worth discussion. Just not not 2 hours <laughs> into no. the Monday show, that's no. all. I know it really like was a roller coaster because I felt I was frustrated with Luke because of, you know, what you said. But then all of a sudden he was the one that came up with saying, you know, while we're talking about this, this is this is not what the outcome would have been. And Dave and I were talking about it and he's like, yeah, they, it would have been shot down basically, you know, if it was if they suspected that this guy was, you know, brown, you know, being synonymous with terrorist. Right. It should be policy if someone steals a plane, shoot them down as quickly as is a is safe for the rest of the world i don't i don't care what color you are you've stolen a plane Mm -hmm. uh good night good night sir (laughs) 
curtain is closing on you. Yep. Idiot. Yep. The the chances that that plane is going to come down safely anyway are are slim and getting slimmer by the minute. Yeah. So you might as well do it, I guess. Well, so that was a very weird end to Monday. Okay. Tuesday, 2705, Alligator Dundee. It's very smoky in Bellingham. In fact, I guess it's... Uh, it's very smoky in all of Western Washington because I think it's the Canadian wildfires. I'm not following all the wildfires. There's too many wildfires mm-hmm. to 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 follow. Um, and the one that really confuses me, it's somewhere in California. They're calling it the car fire. <laughs> right. And every time they talk about the car fire, I'm like, that car fire is still going? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How big is this car? <laughs> it's actually even smoky here because of the Canadian fires. Oh, wow. Those Canadians, are they got a lot of fires. I know. Your guy's not getting it done. He needs to get out there, take his shirt off, and, and uh, <laughs> hose down those forests. I'll let him know. Yeah. Uh, Andrew uh, sleeps in and stays in bed. I don't know what that, how that had to do with anything. Um, he got into a tiff with some homeless people outside the Whole Foods who were bothering the uh, spare change spare change is that the name of the anyway something about change the the homeless person's real newspaper change, yes. real change yeah. that's right that's right and uh he he said that uh he said that in his anger he actually got more got more food than he intended <laughs> at the at the whole foods but just angrily dumping things into the brown <laughs> yeah yeah when I'm angry or actually when I'm experiencing almost any emotions like um, like love or anger or, or uh, pain is what really led me to my last uh, major weight loss, uh, really, really, I, I, I eat when I'm comfortable. You know, a lot of people eat when they're not or eat out of, you know, they're, it's weird. Eating, eating is a strange thing. It's so individual to people. Yeah what controls your appetite or, or contributes to, to your appetite. When, you know, for me, it was like when I got out of prison and I realized that I could have whatever I want and as much as I wanted, I relaxed and ate it, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was bad for me. I need, uh, and, and then like when I fell in love with Emily, I pretty much stopped eating for about a month and a half <laughs> <laughs> And then when when I got got in when my feet started hurting, I stopped eating and lost more weight. And it was like so, yeah. you're an emotional non-eater. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, I'm comfortable now. I've been putting on some weight, and I, I need to need to like, like get a, like a rubber band around my wrist. And, like, <laughs> God, <laughs> stop being Flog comfortable. <laughs> Put down the fork. <laughs> anyway, that was a tangent. Um, Andrew gets tricked into calling his alma mater. Come on, Andrew. Uh, of, <laughs> he really fell for this one. <laughs> they got him. Uh, when, when the UW used to have my phone number, um, this was like probably in around, around 2000. And I didn't, I don't, I didn't even have the internet in my apartment yet. Cause I, I couldn't afford it. Didn't didn't have a computer but what i did have was a mr t in my pocket which is it, it was mr t and it would say like five different things oh yeah i remember that and 
Yeah. So when they call, I, I, you know, I would say, hit the button says, what up fool? You know, and, <laughs> and they'd start talking and then I would do, just do different, you know, do, do different responses. And one, one guy thought it was so funny, uh, that uh, he went and got his supervisor to to come listen to it, and she started talking, and I started talking to her and with my Mister T, and I eventually had to hang up on them. It was pretty great. <laughs> so um, there's discussion of the who's who, and I remember even when like like when I was in high school, I was like, what? This seems you know because it was just it's a list of names mm-hmm. who's who and you got to pay thirty five dollars. Like the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, like you have to actually pay for it. Doesn't really mean right. anything. Right? Uh, who's who? Uh, no thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to be in this book because I knew so many nerds that were. I don't want to be in this company. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> you were in the who's who? No, I wasn't. But I was a nerd. I, oh, listen. Well, I was a nerd too. In, you don't want to hang out nerd. with the nerds who want recognition. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think it was nerds. like nerds. I think it was like parents trying to up the you know awareness of their like shitty kids. Like I, I think the college app. I would think it would be the self promoting kids who are like future business leaders of America who the Donald Trump wanted the world that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's the kids who bought those class rings. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Jostens. He was right about that. <laughs> oh my God. Is there is there any um is there any bigger bunch of crooks than Jostens? <laughs> I mean they they prey on you. They really do prey on you. Uh Luke prefers Johnny Knoxville to Vince Vaughn. I don't know why this this, <laughs> this came up. I prefer neither, thank you very much. They're of a type. Mm-hmm. They're definitely of a type. Um, Vince Vaughn had 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 a moment. Uh, it's it's past, but uh, I love it anytime the Seagram's Golden Wine. I mean, too. <laughs> song gets, gets played. It's so great. Uh, and then um, I don't know why Chris Pratt came up. Uh, maybe he didn't, and this was just my stream of consciousness. Is that his new like but, his? He's on like the Michelob Ultra commercials now. Oh right, 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 right. Um, I I have heard on Stack of Dimes that he actually appears in one of their or some of their movies that they made back in high school in Lake Stevens, but it it may. No, I think it may be I, just a rumor. I saw one time mm, Kim Holcomb is that the girl? Mm-hmm. She's on mm-hmm. like King Five or whatever. I follow her on Twitter, yeah. and she was like, "I showed um, Chris Pratt like a movie that I have of him." So there's like a thing where he's been in not movies, but just sort of like videos that are floating around that area from like high school or yeah. college or whatever. Um, so I I bet that that is actually true. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Uh, there's Terry Gilliam talk, and they talked about the, uh, the dinosaurs <laughs> so, series on TV, which Luke said at least five times was on NBC. And I'm just and going, it's on ABC. It, it was ABC. It was the most ABC so of shows ABC. that, that ABC. Uh, <laughs> uh, it sounded like it was a pretty high concept show. I just remember at the time, just it visually was not not something I was interested. No, in. I'm pretty either. sure I I watched it pretty regularly, but I have like no real memory except the not the mama thing i do remember thinking that was like pretty funny which is makes me mad now that i thought it was funny but um mm-hmm. 
it was like fine. It's it was like the live action Flintstones where it's like fine, but I don't. This is my thing about stuff like that. Now I don't really like to think about the like the way past, like the like dinosaurs and Flintstones era. I pr- much preferred like the Jetsons because I want to like they talked about <laughs> early later in the week where it's like the future kind of what we thought the future was later on. That's what I enjoy. I don't really want to think about like shitty cars and dinosaurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Solid analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. The top story is the uh, disappearance of a person in a tiny town in Australia. Uh, the difference between crocodile and alligator is discussed. It's it's pretty easy. The crocodile has a pointy nose. Yep. Alligator has the snubby. Flat nose. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not uh, it's not too hard when you think about it. Um, I'm sure I could come up with uh, like an overly complicated uh, <laughs> gen type uh, the right. short device. <laughs> small hall uh, the um, the guy I guess had eight beers and then disappeared <laughs> I don't know um, it doesn't seem like it. does it have to be a murder I mean it's <laughs> no. like pretty rough terrain out there like if you got drunk and wandered off a little bit I mean uh, some dingoes could work together and 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 pull you out where you'll never be found again. Yeah, the suspect so. list was pretty weak, I thought, on that. Like the yeah. 70-year-old, 75-year-old lady who makes meat pies. I mean, I don't understand how that's supposed to work. Yeah. She kills him and then she butchers him by herself and then makes pies of it. That just doesn't. That it doesn't work very well for me, or that he was fed to the crocodile that the bar owner kept. It's actually, I looked at their website, it's a whole little, like, homegrown zoo back there, not just, like, he has Mm -hmm. a crocodile as a pet. But how is this supposed to work that the crocodile is going to eat him? If you have people who come to see the zoo, isn't that going to be a little suspicious that the crocodile is, like, working on a hand or something? Yeah. There's a Nike, (laughs) you know, hanging out of his mouth with a cigar. Uh, Yeah, what what I did like about it is, is the um, the people didn't seem too concerned that they were suspects. That I mean, they were just saying, "Yeah, dude's an asshole." Well, if if you're an actual suspect in a murder, you should just say, "Uh." Yeah, we we had our differences, but you know he was a he was a man like like any other. I, I respect humanity. Yep. No, the people in the uh, in, out there are just like, oh fuck that guy. I'm glad he's dead. I didn't do it, but you know, if I did eat him in a meat pie, I wouldn't be too disappointed. <laughs> the thing about this discussion that really frustrated me was Luke and Andrew getting caught up over the fact that there's only eleven people in this town, and how would that work? And I mean, two of them already work at the bar, and how could this town be self-sustaining? And I'm like, guys, I, it's not like a closed bubble. There are yeah. plenty of yeah, people it's on that the, go on through. on a road between like, yeah, uh, Alice Springs to the south and I think uh, Darwin is the name yeah. of the town yeah. up, up north. It's on the road between those places. So obviously it's a, and it's a long distance between those places. So you got to stop somewhere and eat and drink and stay in a hotel or whatever. Uh, did they have a hotel? I don't remember. Well, that's the pink flamingo. 
place. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it seemed like they had some rooms and they also had like a um like a caravan RV park or something where you could hook mm-hmm. cuz there were charges for just electricity or just a shower or stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They got a little caught up on that when they they could have just done uh, a little half-assed internet research and figured out that it, it's a it's a road town. Uh, they want to do, they want to do an in the dark, I think now. Uh, I, I, I think they should go there and do a TBTL is mystery solvers and <laughs> yes. try to solve it themselves. Oh you know, take Sean, you know, imagine Sean going around doing the interviews, you know. No, they can't do this without Jen. They'll never get anywhere without exactly. her. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, I don't want them to solve it because I want some free pizza. Even if, even if uh, dude is, is in the pepperoni on top. Luke needs to get his passport first and foremost. Right? <laughs> Not going anywhere. We'll never see him again if he if he goes to Australia. That's it. Because they're not letting him on a plane. They're going to be like, no, mate. I heard your accent. You know, <laughs> we're taking you to prison. That was a crime. Um, hmm. There's an email about the cat gloves. Uh, I why don't they use those gloves right off the bat if they don't know the cat? Yeah. Why do you take the chance to start with? Maybe they're That's like really know. cumbersome and hard to. Yeah. You know, you lose all your dexterity when you're wearing those things. I assume. Uh, that's true, but you could have someone else hold the cat with the cat gloves, mm-hmm. and then you could do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Like I've only taken a cat to the vet. Like one time, it was a, a a dishwasher at work, and he didn't didn't have a ride, and he had to take his cat to the vet, and I took him, and uh, it's a whole different experience than with the dogs. Um, uh, the the dogs respond well to treats and attention, mm. and and cats uh, are not in the mood for treats, <laughs> and they don't want the attention. So, whole different ball game when it comes to the to the cats. So, I, I if I were if I were a vet, I would have like soccer goalie gloves on all the time. Like, how you doing? It would look like. It would look comical. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for Tuesday. All right. Uh, Wednesday, 2706. Someone's got a case of the Eustas. Um, they start off the show. I, I can't remember exactly how they got into this, but it was talking about sort of their order of desires. It was really more focused on Luke, but he thinks it's surprising that his kind of order is salt is better than coffee, which is better than alcohol, which I feel like he might switch alcohol and coffee. I think, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been around him, you know, a lot, a lot. But most of his stories more involve, you know, (laughs) alcohol than they do coffee. But I guess coffee just underlies I think the coffee is the ritual. Yes. He's into the ritual. Totally. Totally. Um, Do y'all have any, like, as far as like salty sweet or coffee or whatever, do y'all have, uh, you know, sort of an order of operations? Yeah. Well, for me, obviously, it's Diet Coke. Yes. And then sugar. Uh, (laughs) It's going to win every time. I like a bag of chips, but I'm going to take the candy every time. The sweet over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Cheese. (laughs) Above all. (laughs) Cheese above all. Now, that should be on the Frizzell family crest. (laughs) (laughs) I, I won't dispute that. That should be on there. You know, I don't I don't know what I would 
like Mike, you were talking about how when you get upset or whatever, when you're uncomfortable is when you don't eat. I like eat mm-hmm. at all times, like happy, sad, whatever. That's like my coping mechanism. And I'm not really, mm-hmm. I probably w- like salty over sweet stuff. Um, and alcohol is when I always think about this. Alcohol is one of those things. I really obviously like alcohol. I mean, as y'all have seen, but, um, but it's one of those things that I don't like think about on a daily, like, how am I going to drink or what? It just is not like a, I can go for weeks without drinking and it's not like a big deal right. to me. Um, you're never so, like it's wine time. No, 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 no. I mean, I did actually, I went to, um, this stupid kids party the other day and they had wine there and I was like, oh, I'm drinking cause there's too much noise. I need to like focus on <laughs> enjoying this alcohol, but no, generally I'm not like, you know, one of those mom memes where it's like it's one o'clock somewhere but um mm-hmm. but I think I like salty a little bit better I, I have grown into salty I like a bite of sweet and then on to like like if I'm going out to brunch I want eggs and then like a bite of pancakes anyway mm-hmm. yeah Emily uh, Emily always makes fun of me because I like we're gonna go out to brunch or, or lunch or breakfast or whatever on the weekend someplace is going to serve breakfast all day and I, I always say in the car I'm like I'm getting pancakes and then I rarely ever get them because yeah. then I get there and I look at the menu and I'm like oh look at all these salty <laughs> <Yeah>. treats <laughs> well when you go get like the queso eggs at what are they called at um, uh-huh. at um, Kirby Lane Kirby Lane <laughs> so yeah. good yeah, I like. I usually get the thing where like, give me one pancake. Right? Yeah. I'm the same way though, Mike, because I always think, oh God, I just want to have French toast, and then I get there, but my thing is like, I shouldn't. I, I know. can't get the French toast. I'm gonna weigh uh-huh. even more than I do, and I get the eggs, but I really want the French toast. God. That sucks. That, I, and yeah, you should, you should let yourself have what you want, uh-huh. and then I'll roll back to the car. <laughs> Oh, that to me, that's the that's the worst feeling uh, for me. That's why I I rarely overeat because I I don't know. It's worse than feeling nauseous to me is feeling over full. Yeah, it's not it's not great, and I, I do it to myself way too often. Yeah. Um. Then they start talking about uh, like medicine and homeopathy talk and about cupping. Um. Seems like an odd subject for them to be talking about, especially since. Luca is so gung ho about like his chiropractor, but I am, I have, I get into fights with people about this because I really like, I think that we're living in this era of like road to Wellville bullshit medicine, quote, mm-hmm. not medicine, but like where people are, you know, using crystals or whatever, or these like charcoal. I think some of it's fun to play around with, but using that in lieu of, you know, actual, you know, double blind tested medicine. It really irritates me. And people just kind of saying like, well, it's all big pharma and it's, you know, all these people, we have this deep state of medicine that's trying to like get us out of, right. You know, health. It really, really frustrates me because I'm like, okay, so then you're just going to go trust somebody, some, you know, guy on the corner of the street that's hawking this bullshit because, you know, it's not a doctor. I don't know. I think it's really, really frustrating. And like, you know, I have complicated feelings about Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's definitely a purveyor of this. Like she's super into cupping and super into these natural remedies. And, you know, sometimes they're not bad, but I think mostly they're just like a really big waste of money. Um, And I just, I think it's frustrating. Yeah, I once somebody starts talking to me about big pharma, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm out on this discussion. And it's not 
like it, it's completely untrue. No. They talk about in oh in cancer research, like breast cancer research, that like eighty five percent of the money from the Susan G. Komen Foundation goes to yep cancer treatment not cancer prevention because there's no money in cancer prevention for the pharmaceutical companies right so their desire is to make money but all the same it's like taking that idea and then spinning out to as you say a vast conspiracy i had someone tell me once that you know doctors don't profit if you're not sick so it's in your doctor's best interest to keep you sick and i'm like have you ever met a doctor if you think that anybody goes to medical school with the idea that they want to keep people sick you are crazy that's That's not how it works and i i don't i don't know as far as cupping goes i'm of the opinion that if you do it for what like with massage and for relaxation, if it makes you feel good and feel better and you can afford to do it, then go ahead. But if you're going to do it because you think it's going to cure your cancer or your Parkinson's or your MS, and you're going to do it instead, as you said, Hillary, uh, of conventional medicine, then I, I think you're a fool. Yeah. I I never heard of it until that show. Right. Oh, uh, and by so- the way... Cupping can be dangerous, too, because it's not suction cups. It's little glass cups. And what they do is they take, like, a flame or something, and they heat the air on the inside of the cup. And then, you know, they hold it upside down. And then they quick put it on your back, and that creates the suction. And so people have actually gotten burns when people do it wrong. It also looks so gross. I remember at the 2016 Olympics, like, all the swimmers had – not all the swimmers, but Michael Phelps and a few other ones had – cupping on their backs and I think it was right. really gross um, which is obviously why you shouldn't do it right and just because something's been around for th- thousands of years it doesn't mean it works it's exactly. just a testament to the power of belief that's yeah. all yeah I I totally agree um the Christian scientist talk is I always find Christian scientists like endlessly fascinating because I knew a guy in high school who was super duper smart. And then one week he was, or like at the end of our senior year, he was out for like two or three weeks. And I'm like, where's Jeremy? Where did he go? And they said, Oh, he has like the flu or something. I'm like, Oh God, he's been out for so long. Like, well, his parents are Christian scientists. So he's only like allowed to drink orange juice in order to deal with it. And I was like, yikes. Um, (laughs) But weirdly Christian scientists are, like the Christian scientist monitor is actually a really good um, and well-researched periodical. And they are very intellectual in these other ways, but in this one kind of, you know, health and wellness way, you know, they just kind of turn a blind eye to science. It's really odd. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so then they go on to haircut talk. I mean, <laughs> it's like they're just bebopping to, random things but um luke gets a haircut he thinks he looks ugly when he's getting his haircut um okay sure uh who even cares who Who even thinks about this i mean of course you don't look cute your hair is like plastered down to your head you don't ever really look that cute i have foils in my hair when i'm getting my hair done it yes trust me it does not look cute and you're in a reverse dog cone situation (laughs) you know it's like just your cake pop sticking out there <laughs> who cares it's so weird to me the things that he sometimes i think you have too much time on your hands maybe it is better when you're working a lot because you're thinking way too much about this 
he needs to be cursed with poor vision like me. So you get in the chair, you take your glasses off and set them on a little counter there, and then you get in the chair and don't even worry about it because you're just a, a whitish area with points. <laughs> Um, he is right though. I mean, not, not for ladies as much, but for like barbershops that it is kind of always a pun of some sort. Like there's one right near here. That's called like cut and shoot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, though, no, da- Dave has a problem. Not. Dave goes to birds barbershop, which is a, kind of like Rudy's in LA. It is. The yeah. It's like very Austin. hipstery. Like everybody has a sleeve of tattoos, but he has gotten mm-hmm. to the point where he takes, he'll take Rory or he'll go, and it's like a three-hour wait. He's like, Ooh, I should have come here earlier. Ugh. I mean, it's like, oh. But Dave has a lot of hair, and he needs, I, I like it a certain way, yep. so I do like it when he goes there. But, I mean, Dave would prefer to get the marine shaved, like, buzz cut, and I'm not mm-hmm. interested in that because he has a good head of hair. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's not expensive, but it's hard to get in with the same person, and it is kind of a long wait. Um. But, I mean, nothing compares. You know, Luke was talking about how he paid, like, $80 one time, which is crazy for a man's haircut. Yes. But. Yes. That's wild. But I, my haircuts aren't that expensive. But, I mean, I could easily, with hair coloring, I can easily spend $200 every time I go, which is just, you know, the fucking How often tags. do you go? Um, because I have curly hair, I can make it, like, last a little bit longer, but probably every three months. <laughs> Which is a lot. I go of every eight months to a year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a $35 haircut, and I put $15 on for a tip. And that's so, so good. You know, that's $50 so for. That's so good. <laughs> no, it mostly is. Mostly a year. It's insane. I mean, I don't cut my hair as much, again, because my hair is curly, so I c- it just looks insane most of the time. But to keep my natural blonde hair going, it's. I found somebody who's not as expensive, and she's pretty good. But. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild um, how much that they can charge. I've seen like people charge three hundred dollars, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's hair. It's not like my halo mm-hmm. or anything. Um, <laughs> then they are talking about McDonald's. I think they're talking about McDonald's getting automated, and you know how I guess this is sort of the future, which of course it is. I mean, it's you know less, you know, probably a lot of money up front, but you know less, um, you know wages and all that but mm-hmm. <laughs> i love that luke came to the revelation that luke could not manage a mcdonald's and it's like no shit sherlock really <laughs> you're just now realizing this he couldn't manage the automated ordering <laughs> process so <laughs> they fucked it up and i'm like do you think this was a user error yeah yeah that's that's one of the reasons that you you go to that type of ordering um either in the restaurant or online is because when there's a mistake made it is you know, it is not the restaurant's responsibility. Yeah. You you put the order in wrong, so yeah. we don't have to pay for that. And and uh, that Bob Edwards quote, saddest thing I ever yes. heard. Yes, people people do order more online, and it, it isn't just because of the shame factor. It's because you can look at the pictures, yeah. you can take your time, you don't feel any pressure. So you know, a lot of times when you're in a restaurant, every, like you've been sitting there a couple of minutes, you haven't read everything, you you haven't seen any pictures of the food, so you're you sometimes feel pressure to just order just one thing and that's it but if you know if you can see how delicious those cheese sticks look <laughs> you might add those to your order you know mm-hmm. we got a good uh throw your phone on this one from sam 
And she says, hug your phone. Luke realizing he could never manage a McDonald's franchise was a rare moment where his self-concept and reality overlapped. An immensely refreshing change. P.S. In my mind, Luke would open his McDonald's, put up a back-in-five-minute sign after an hour of business, and proceed to flee to Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He would, he would be rubbish at oh. managing a business. Awful. And actually, you know, in some ways they might be a good tag team, Andrew and Luke, because Andrew would be really good at the details of running a business like that. But he'd be so bad at the customer service because he would either be Uh too apologetic or too mean. Like there's no Mm -hmm. kind of middle ground with him. And maybe Luke could be a little bit more of the customer service oriented person. But Uh, yeah, but Luke is not allowed to work the cash register. (laughs) No, 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 he's a table toucher. He's uh, he never gets behind the counter. He's always in the lobby. Do not step behind this counter. Sir. I just I don't understand this story about him use estimating totals at the Dick's drive-through yeah. or whatever at the Dick's because doesn't the cash register tell you? No, no they didn't. No, what? Dick's had no. Yeah, that you just put in an amount. And and hit hit sale, yeah. It was insane how they how they did it. But but because there were only four or five items on the menu, uh, don't they have a cheat most, sheet? Most there? people there figured it all. No, they didn't have a cheat sheet. Never saw one. I always knew how much my thing cost, and that that's why I'm surprised that he didn't get. Um, I mean, I guess he was giving people a break, but my order, let's say my my regular order was just uh, two cheeseburgers. Uh, a fry and uh, two tartar sauce, uh, and I, I knew that was six forty one, and I that's what I ordered every time. And then I go and I get Luke, and I I, I get um, four twenty eight with a question mark, and I'd be like, I, okay, I guess I'll take that. But someone more honest than me or might might go, uh, don't you mean, uh, you know, well, the number I always all right. Now I'm still here? confused. You just Tell them what the total is. There's no cash register where you put in one cheeseburger, There's... 195, a fries, 149. He, I mean, surely he can figure out that. You would think. And that's why I think he, he knows he's the worst because he never figured it out. And all the other kids figured, figured out what things cost. Or he just didn't care. It was care. a unique place in, in, in the way that they took money in. And, and it was more, more the volume that they were doing than, uh, than, than the cash management that that was making money for dicks, and and I think they're they're way more on it now. I'm sure, sure they have the modern technology, yeah. but now when I go, we're usually so hammered. I don't I don't even understand what's going. on. They don't on. have an old timey <laughs> cash register. That's like I'm imagining those like ching ching Fisher Price. <laughs> Um, I just had a note to myself that why doesn't Andrew read the goddamn articles? It's so annoying to I me. No, these art- are they're not like you know law review articles where they're you like they're you know pages and pages <laughs> long. They're probably one page or maybe two. Um, and I'm like, wait, this is your job. I don't understand. I know that they're busy in other ways, but we're all busy. Read the goddamn article. It's your job. It's all because he wants to give his unbiased, spontaneous take. And also because he's lazy. Yes. I just, I think, I think it's the wrong choice. (laughs) I do too. Because Luke's not very good at explaining details. Yeah. If you don't know what it's about, you can't have a take. If you don't know the details, your take is not valid. 
And just mentioning, oh, but I didn't read the article really undercuts any opinion you have because you're just getting it secondhand from Luke. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand why he why he thinks his on the spot thoughts are going to be better than thoughts that he's considered for, (laughs) you know, 45 minutes. Why when he's, you know, perusing whatever in the mornings, maybe add that to the reading list. Like you're sitting in bed for or laying in bed for you know, hours on end, just add it, add whatever is on the show sheet. Um, they talk about like, as I said before, they talk about kind of looking back on what we thought was the future. And I think that's like, I think it's called futurism where, you know, you look back at, at like the Jetsons or something of what we thought the future was going to be like. And I always think that's Dippin really dots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving up. <laughs> Never. Um, uh, but I thought that was really cool. And then they rolled into talking about El Chapo and how he's getting onto his trial, but it's weirdly sort of petered out. And I know there's a throw your phone on it, but I felt like it went nowhere, sort of no. like it might've been an interesting story, but they were so flummoxed by it that they it got so go hung either. up on logistics. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, the throw your phone, um, is from Crit, and he says, El Chapo is going across the bridge twice a day, once in the morning to court, and then once in the evening back. How is this confusing to these two? <laughs> uh, Crit's uh, Throw Your Phone came in before I listened to the episode, so I was super primed for this part of the discussion. I was like, what are you talking about? They're not taking him home for lunch in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Snack time. <laughs> He's been in court for an hour. We gotta have snack. This snack is America, time. dude. You have you have rights. Um. Uh. And then they kind of go back to uh, talking about uh, Larima and Google Maps talk. And I actually uh, deal with Google Maps a fair amount with the work. And I and almost anytime somebody's talking about a place or a location, I almost always look it up on Google Maps. But I love that absolutely because Lu- I, I like to see where it is in comparison to wherever and if I know anything around it. But I love that Luke is like, man, I mean, it's such stoner talk, even though he's obviously not stoned. Where he's like, man, the more you back out, you can just spin the globe. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you're just dis- you're just discovering this, and secondly, I'm like, cool, man, that's pretty neat. <laughs> You know what else spins like a globe? A globe. You could get one. <laughs> um, and that's basically Wednesday. All right, Thursday, twenty-seven oh seven. It's Yahweh or the highway. <laughs> this name actually made me laugh. <laughs> I know I laughed before I before I uh, heard the show. I just like it. Andrew's fired up on tea. Uh, he's been making a lot of tea, so. Uh, and he, he he fell for the old thing where he decided he liked tea and then he went for volume f- with what's I always forget the name of that thing, too. But there's like one super cheap type type of tea. Like I think it's Rose. And boy, yeah, it is it shitty. I think every everybody who discovered tea or had a tea, uh, a dalliance with tea has a box of Rose in their in their uh, pantry because they tasted it once. And they're like <laughs> that. Never drinking that again. Um Luke is right that Beavis and Butthead was a spoof on certain kinds of Texas people. Hillary, <laughs> you you're the go to yes. person on this. Like, um, Mike Judge is from yes. Dallas. And and since I've moved to Texas, 
I've met so many of these people that were on on Beavis and Butthead and and furthermore King of the Hill. King of the Hill really is like primo suburbs of Dallas uh um yeah. content it's so like arlington kind of mid-cities area of the metroplex if anybody's from dallas ashley mm-hmm. um and uh beavis and the butthead i feel like it was a little bit texasy but more it was like of a time because it was sort of yeah you know, yeah. early to mid nineties. I know that the guys didn't like it. I loved Beavis and Butthead so much. I like Me weirdly too. like just ate it up. And my one of my really good friends, Katie, didn't her parents were really conservative <laughs> and they canceled MTV in their house. So she would walk down the block to my house and we would watch marathons of Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I think now if I watched it I would think it was stupid. But I still if somebody makes a reference, like there's some meme or whatever of you know when beavis and butthead are crawling around in the desert and, and butthead just goes the sun sucks and i i think it's so funny for some reason because the sun does suck right now it's too hot <laughs> it's too it's 105 for god's sake the sun sucks so now so Mike wait, wait a minute is go ahead hillary when you were watching beavis and butthead were you aware that it was a spoof, a satire of people? Or were you just like, oh, they're so funny? Um, I think that because I love Wayne's World, that I kind of got that it was a spoof of that sort of guy. Like the kind of hard rocking, like, bro dude. And I was enough in high school that maybe I had seen some kind of burnout guys like that. I don't like Cornholio that much. I think that's stupid. But when they were watching videos and stuff, I thought it was hilarious. I don't, I guess I got Oh, when they're watching the videos, it's amazing. It's so funny. Um, But I I guess I I got it to some degree. I don't know if I fully, fully was like, oh yeah, this is, you know, a sort of type of guy. But I thought it was funny. Mike Judge is a genius observer of people and that that's why um king of the hill was so brilliant is because it captures it perfectly captures uh, these people uh, real characters and then because he worked in tech he he was able to pull off office space and silicon valley and like emily's worked in tech for quite a long time and you know when she watches silicon valley she she's like oh my god that's you know 100 percent nailing everything um, and when it's not even necessary, it, it's just the guy's brilliant. And well, the latest thing we've been watching from from him is uh, I, th- I think it's called on on the tour bus or something. Um, it's a it's an animated series that tells the stories of of country westerns. Um, people like George Jones and and Blaze Foley is one of them. And and there's a movie coming out on Blaze Foley right now that uh, Ethan Hawke did that uh, we're pretty excited to see but but mike judge i've pretty much loved everything that he's done i wrote a paper and you know i was a film minor and i wrote a paper about office space when i was in college which was like right after it came out and i was very much like recognized the you know amazingness and the actual and this was before i worked on a freaking office but i just thought it was so great and now to this day i still say pc load letter what the fuck does that mean because it's <laughs> what does that mean because <laughs> it's still meaningful in my dumb office job um it's still even though it's like whatever 20 years ago it still definitely rings true mm-hmm. all right um andrew's hairstylist who he had hoped to build a long-term relationship <laughs> with had some body odor going on that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. 
I would I would move on. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, that, that's no good. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay to smell someone's body <laughs> oh odor. If the haircut were free, I might endure it. But uh, no, I'm not paying for it. Uh, Luke apologizes about making fun of uh, cupping. He had, I, I, he does not have to apologize <laughs> no. for this. I, I don't like it when he apologizes for things that I think were perfectly valid takes. Well, I just thought of all the things that he said over the years. Cupping. This is what he chooses to apologize for? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow. <laughs> cupping, huh? Okay. Well, uh, Andrew admits to having an acupuncture fantasy. Um, you could make that real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Seattle, for God's sakes. There is- you know, you, you get 60 bucks in an hour. Yeah. You know, you, you can you can make that real. Um, Luke says his back is improving, but his hands are numb. Uh, he still hasn't seen a physician. Nope. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> He's going to get into the monster truck again without having seen a physician mm-hmm. uh, and without a uh, custom seat, which I guess all of the, the monster truck people have, because of course you should have a custom seat so your back never jars. Um, seat settings are discussed. I don't bother with those. It's too confusing. I don't know. I never like Emily and I, we have pretty much the same seat setting and mine is really important because I have to like lift my leg from the gas to the um brake so i can't be too close or too far and we we have the same setting but we need to adjust the mirror because my torso is longer than hers Mm -hmm. so we have it pretty easy find someone near your near your height (laughs) or at least your your lower extremities and, and then you never have to change the fucking seat um let's see uh they talk about stolen cds and all the cds they stole um when they were working in commercial radio and, and I guess public radio too, although you'd probably get much shittier CDs in public radio. World music. <laughs> A yeah. lot of world music. World music is so bad. I mean, it's not bluegrass bad, but it's bad enough. <laughs> um, I wrote here, Andrew doesn't understand things <laughs> and the parentheses are <laughs> patents, copyrights, uh, trademarks. Um, it, which is all right. A lot of people don't understand that stuff, but nobody wants to talk about it as much um, when they don't understand it as Andrew seems to want to. I don't want to talk about it when people do understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's boring to the core, but it's it's infuriating when someone has no authority. Dazzling donors. Uh, Andrew was forced to tithe as a kid, uh, which which um, man. If you told me I had to tithe, I would have been, I don't have any money. So (laughs) you should tithe someone that has a job, you know. I will give you 10% of everything that I have, but you're going to be waiting a while. (laughs) Right. Okay. You'll get one, a little little less than one of the eight candy bars I stole from Kmart today. (laughs) Uh, Top story. The the guy the creator of Monk hates Don McLean. This was a fun top story. This is really yeah, it made me laugh. And really good. We know that Andrew read the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. Um, Don uh, he called Don McLean a bitter, petty, insecure scumbag, <laughs> and talked about how he 
um, did dick autographs gross. to women, gross. which um, that's grosser than anything we talked about <laughs> at the top of the show. And then uh, Don Don McLean had a uh, rebuttal where he mentioned that he was on in Who's Who, I think, which is a strange thing to brag <laughs> about when you're Don McLean. The the his idea about a, a singing cowboy uh, movie, um, I didn't think I didn't think he was too out of line to think that John Ritter wouldn't want to do that if it were a reasonable idea because his dad was a singing cowboy. Uh-huh. But I thought he was sort of unreasonable that he thought John Ritter would steal the idea because by all accounts, John Ritter's one of the nicest people who ever walked the earth uh-huh. and wouldn't steal your fucking idea. If he was going to do it, he would give you credit and do it with you. It was just he thought it was not an idea worth doing and he never tried to stay. Anyway, I just thought throwing shade on John Ritter is a way to to really identify yourself as a scumbag because nobody else has anything bad to say about John. Come on, knock on the door. He could trip over a sofa like nobody's business. Exactly. Exactly. He was Dick Van Dyke 2.0. Luke loved cultural songs like American Pie and then the Billy Joel and the R.E.M. song. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I, those are so bad. I, I, I just... As as a fifth grader, I loved the Billy. I loved We Didn't Start the Fire. And in, in fact, I kind of still love it. I mean, it's a really dumb song, but I don't oh, know why. I And if it, I, if it came on, I would be, I'm like Luke. If it came on somewhere, I'd be like, yes. And actually, even though it's just his like naming things and it's really stupid, I had a friend whose son, like <laughs> one summer, she was like, Take this song, and I want you to learn about every single thing that they mention in this song, which I thought was a really good idea. I mean, well, that's cool. I know. I thought it was really cool, and I might make my kids do it at some point when they can, you know, actually pay attention to anything. But I thought that was a good idea because there were some things that I looked up that I did not know um, when I was younger. And it, I don't know. It's not a good song, but I enjoy it nonetheless. I have a better idea for using a song to, to teach history, and that's a song that my history teacher at Eastside Catholic played for us as part of the curriculum, and that is the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again. And which is, you know, it's 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 makes points. It's very valid. Plus, it's a good fucking song, and you don't have to listen to We Didn't Start the Fire more than once. Red China Ch- I like the part where he says, like, chubby checker psycho, and in the background you can hear it going, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Oh my god, so hacky. Oh my god. That's hackier than Gallagher. The thing about this discussion is they're talking about how much Billy Joel sucks, and then they're like, oh yeah, but that song. I actually like that song. Oh, but that song. I actually like that song. They name like five songs of his that they they really liked. I'm like, you are not proving Mm -hmm. your point here. And I think the thing about Billy Joel is we can debate the profundity of his lyrics all we want but that dude writes melodies that are catchy yeah. as yeah. fuck i i agree with you 100 percent. the the lyrics are almost unbearable <laughs> for me but if if an instrumental version as as elevator music i would be down with some some billy joel but the problem is you can't unhear the lyrics <laughs> at this point so if you heard the elevator version, your mind is filling in oh, the the tonic and gin. That's like that's like searching for my lost shaker of salt. Those things really get under my skin. Something that no one has ever said in the history of time. Give me a tonic and gin. No, you no, just sing no. the parts without lyrics. 
But I've heard the lyrics. But I cannot hear. No, the part the part that I always sing is that from Uptown Girl. That's good. Might have been the smartest thing he ever wrote. Yeah. That was probably the Oh man, I'm getting worked up. Okay. Um Susie loved the piano of man. Uh, of course she did. Of course. <laughs> Davy the Davy Navy um rhyme is is there and then, <laughs> and then someone <laughs> says roast fart in the Coast Guard. I think I think Andrew <laughs> came up with that one. That one had me laughing out loud. <laughs> That would that would be so you I would not put that past Billy Joel to, to talk about roast fog still. In Sometimes the you just gotta make it work. Yeah. Uh we're gonna blow through Blur's Day. This is the usual <laughs> bullshit segment that everyone hates. Except for the people I got my name on there. Oh, he said my Guys, name. my fortieth is coming up. Everybody <laughs> loves except for us. I think they make a big point of saying how popular the Blur's Day segment is. Oh my god. I feel it's, like it's, it's a secret torture. message just to us because they know about our criticism. <laughs> Sandra being like, see, see. Yeah. 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 Mm, getting mad. Um, Fam Demort <laughs> loaded some effects for Luke. I liked, I like that he's Fam Demort now. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Slash Yahweh. Because he doesn't, he doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want to be name checked, but uh but he needs to be acknowledged as a, as a force behind the show, as he is. Uh, and then the um, they go they go out with Yamo be there, which is a song I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. And the the, the lyrics are <laughs> so much more profound than anything Billy Joel writes. No, Come on. No, the, the thing is, I don't really understand the lyrics. <laughs> I understand the Billy Joel lyrics perfectly, and that's a problem because they're they're so bad. Yeah, it, it, like Louis 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 Louis. I I don't mind those lyrics. They could be the dumbest lyrics in the world, but I don't understand them. So I can I can listen to the song. It reminds me of Paul Rudd again. Paul Rudd is a theme throughout our um, episodes, but he's in the Forty Year Old Virgin when he's like, "If I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm gonna Yamo blow my." Hair. <laughs> 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 That's a great movie. <laughs> it sure is. Um, okay, Friday. Let's wrap this up. 2708. Grimly the Hook Monster in space. Um, they are talking about malls and how, like, Luke was saying he doesn't really shop in malls, but he enjoys being in malls. Um, which, okay, sure. But then I like that they mentioned the stuffed animals that I have never seen these stuffed animals riding around in malls, but my children apparently do I've that. Never seen I've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a thing in malls that you can ride stuffed animals around, which seems like dangerous. I don't, wouldn't. Oh, let them. We had a, like a train yeah. for a long time in the mall that I worked at, like a little mini train that the kids could ride in. Well, the stuffed animals are a better idea because you can. Ch- continue to shop you know it doesn't stop the shopping experience um mike tell me about northgate was it it was one of the first malls and is it like a big deal yeah and was it nice or is it just like a shitty old mall no it was all right it was like middle of the road uh type mall it was nothing nothing special they we we don't do malls like like the upper midwest does yeah we're, we're no there's no malls of america no because it's fucking cold. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's you have to have some place to go in order to mm-hmm. keep. I feel like in Minnesota, it's either too cold or too hot, like 
330 days. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it year. goes. Yeah. Uh, there's a mall in Dallas called North Park, and I, I, it's the best mall in America. I lived in Los Angeles where there's lots and lots and lots of malls, but North Park is the best mall. It has the nicest stores. Ugh, I love it so much. But anyway, uh, I do think malls are dying. I mean, there's... It definitely, like, as far as commercial real estate goes, it's definitely becoming, like, a mixed-use kind of situation where there's some stores on the bottom, some multifamily at the top, and people just, like, there's a place called The Domain um, in Austin where it's, yes, there's a mall, but it is, there's office buildings. I mean, it has to become, like, um, you know, another downtown or whatever, like, something, you can't just go there to shop because people aren't always shopping brick and mortars, but they are going to restaurants, and they are working there, so it's, you're sort of a captive audience, but, like, you gotta, you gotta put in... You got to put in like a destination. Exactly. Something exactly. there. Like you got to put in the Dave and Buster's yeah. or in a movie theater. Yeah. It's just not going to work without that anymore. Exactly. There's a mall that's near my house that we go to just because it's like if I have to go to Nordstrom or whatever. But it's really depressing. Mike, do you ever go to Barton Square Mall? It's like it's at straight out of yeah. like 1985. Never really gotten too far yeah. in there past the. Nordstrom because yeah, like, Emily will shop at yeah. that Nordstrom and I'll I'll sit in the <laughs> chairs at the entrance of Nordstrom and the man chairs that's pretty much it. The domain um, is interesting. It is the fancy outdoor mall in Austin. We used to live pretty close yeah. to it and we would spend some time there. And I remember one one Saturday uh, or Sunday we usually it consists of me driving her to whatever store she wants to go to and then circling or <laughs> finding a parking spot and then just watching people, usually really pretty women, um, walk by on the sidewalk. And then, But one day I was, I, I had parked the car and I was watching the, the parade of people and it was, it was a, it was a lot of, uh, really, uh, like r- tough looking, um, not, a, not very attractive people. And it was a totally different experience. And then uh, Emily got back to the car and 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 she was like, oh, "So, so what's going on?" And I said, "I think it's Rough Customer Appreciation Day here at the domain." <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, now there's different sections, so there's definitely like the cheapo section where there's a subway and stuff, and then yeah. there's like the fancy section mm-hmm. where there's you know a Nordstrom and a Neiman Marcus. So. That's true. I think they have to when they file with the city. The the city says, uh, "Are you going to have some shitty places in there for the poor people?" <laughs> because that's we're gonna that's an ordinance we're gonna be required um yeah. the big news for this is that luke is in bed for a recording um which sure okay i mean it seems weird he seemed to have to work way harder to record from his bed instead of being like slightly upright but sure yeah. okay he just needed a mental health day which this is not at all a mental health day is not doing all the stuff you were gonna do anyway but just from bed it's taking the day off and not working. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pizza thing pissed me off more than anything. Oh, he, the, the wasting food. Was, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. I, know. I bet they're still in that oven. <laughs> Do you, you want to like, ask him to set them aside for you for when you get there next month? <laughs> Put them in, in the freezer? Ziploc. <laughs> uh, don't waste food. Oh, no, no, it is really annoying. Um, and then because it's Friday and we're releasing some more Song of the Summer info, um, David from the basement is there. And he was just talking about some, sh- I don't know why it made me laugh. He was talking about some shitty, like, bungee chair that he 
That was great. When, how hard it was to get, get up from it. And he's really tall, right? Like, he's a really tall yeah. dude. Yeah. So him kind of... It's a bad idea. Some low-slung <laughs> bullshit chair. I have some furniture that I've had since, like, 2001 from Ikea, and I need to just get rid of it. Because you just kind of keep it, and it's, like, barely hanging on. We have some crappy futon that... For whatever reason, I'm like, I've never, I don't sit on it anymore. I don't really use it, but for some reason, I just like keep it. And we just need to, on bulk pickup day, we need to get rid of it because it's, ugh. Um, I, I like that they kept talking about David's work computer <laughs> was like a bag from Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but... Um, but it turns out that his manager and kind of like maybe why he got this job is a 10 former 10, um, Heather. And so she sounds kind of awesome and, you know, supporting David and maybe listening again. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, guys, the fact that you have all these like former listeners, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, kind of be a little bit self-aware. There's people that like siphon off a little bit because maybe you're talking about odd things but whatever that was just what i was thinking. well the thing the thing about um listening to podcasts is there's so yeah, much there is. now there is. and you can get you can just get to the point where you have so many appointment podcasts that a daily podcast gonna is gonna slip off for sure you know for sure because like there's there are shows like in, in the channel 33 mm-hmm. feed oh, there there are a couple shows there that i'm I will listen to every yep. time, and if I get like three or four more of those going, then TBTL is gonna it's it's gonna be a tough go. Yeah. You know, I know I have to sort of set an appointment to well, obviously because it's like a part of my job, but I set an appointment to listen to TBTL when I get to work first thing because it's like I ha- I know I have to listen to it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I for I I looked this week, and if I don't stay on top of my podcast, all of a sudden I get panicky because they're just like backing mm-hmm. up, and I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah. Dave's like you don't have to listen to them I mean it's optional right? but it does it makes me it's like some homework assignment that I'm missing out on and I'll go through and if it's a rerun or if it's something you know Bill Simmons talks about the NBA a lot and I don't care as much about the mm-hmm. NBA so I'll kind of do a little like editing but but then there are just things I want to listen to and there's just not enough time in the day and I I'll get irritated at Emily for being in the house on the weekends, <laughs> like when I'm sweeping and, and, and doing the dishes and, and doing whatever I'm doing. And this is my podcast listening time. And she's over there. She She's listening to a book or watching a movie. And I'm like, you know, silently angry, you know, as I do Stewing. my chores. It's like, this is my time. Yeah. And you can't just kind of go around with headphones in your ears. No, because she'll, she'll start talking to me and then I have to pop them out and then I got to stop the thing. And then, you know, and I'll get mad and I realize I'm just so irrationally mad about her being in her home, you <laughs> <What>? know, <laughs> on the couch, enjoying herself on her day off from a job that pays for the home. You know? When people come up to me at work and interrupt me to like, tell me to do something, oh. I'm like, yes, what, what? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> like angrily pull out my earbud. Now I got to go back 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh. It's an unhealthy relationship. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, then they start going through the song of the summer. And this was actually like one of the quicker episodes of the week, which pleased me because it was just like, let's, you know, get through these. But um, it seems as though mm-hmm. the listeners voted against Andrew. <laughs> That's sort of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say, say uh, point for the listeners for sure, because I think I've, I've long said Andrew has poor taste in music. <laughs> And it's proving out through um, the wisdom of the crowd. Uh, yes, for sure. I mean, there's a couple of songs that I was like, eh, I didn't love the Brandy Carlisle song, but that's just because I like Casey Mus- Musgraves better. I like that song better. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like, uh, you know, there I, I liked the best Happy Unhappy. I think that's a really fun song. Um, and uh, as much as I don't, said last week that I didn't enjoy Drake or like I don't really get him of course now Bridget's like really into listening to it so we've been listening to In My Feelings a lot so now I'm like Bridgie Mm -hmm. do you love me and she's like mommy stop singing (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I am personally putting my finger like I'm weighing it down I uh, much like Amy who is the one who brought this to I think David's attention I'm very 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 into Crush by Tessa Violet I just think it's a really fun song and I'm about to wear it out because I like it so much that I keep listening to it um, that's my Luke's, personal opinion Luke's none of it was a quality spoof it was a restaurant <laughs> quality spoof listeners were having none of it they really were <laughs> they really were I honestly I am so uninvested in any of them I mean it just doesn't matter to me at all yeah, what happens too. so that's fine I just really what I enjoy about this is having David there yes and every mm-hmm. time that Andrew or Luke would start to be like oh really that one but oh but this is such a much better song David would like very politely but firmly say and this is why this song is also a great song you know he didn't let them crap all over the songs yes. that weren't their personal choices I really appreciate yeah, that I like that too and they they haven't had that uh, discussion of what song of the summer means because um, David took control of it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. I did. I'm 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 pro song of the summer now with David because yes. anything gets David on more. I'm good with. Yep. Well, because uh, Andrew was like right, like he proved why it irritates me when he does this. He's like, wait, I gotta stop it and talk about this one thing. And I'm like, no, you don't have to stop it and talk about this one thing. Just like <laughs> let's move forward move forward and that yeah you're right that's why David is great at it um the one thing that it kept irritating me is they kept saying that C in Latin is, or Roman numerals is 50 oh, and I was like it's 100 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we just had like Super Bowl 50 and there was no C no what guys come on like it's not that hard and you're yes exactly it's in like an annual thing that happens um so yeah, that was my final downer note for the week. Homeschooling. It's <laughs> gracious. Um, and the music for your weekend, there was none because we're doing song of the summer. So we were mercifully taking a break from that. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, someone's knocking. Uh, uh, who is oh, it? Baby, mahalo, mahalo. Oh, Are you naked? <laughs> I'm in bed podcasting. Go away. Let me see. Let me see. You want cupping? <laughs> My God, this cupping. is a full service hotel. <laughs> Come to your room. Extra charge. <laughs> All right. Housekeeping is here. Buy stuff from, so buy stuff from us. Uh, the merch store is 10710.com slash shop. We need a cupping set on our merch. <laughs> <We do. laughs> 
LRB cupping set. Um, we need to continue the archive project. Contact Christy. She is the lady in charge. Um, buy stuff from Amazon, littlerebandwagon.com slash Amazon. And I just have it bookmarked at the top of my little Chrome uh, bookmarks. Um, the earbuds and earworms this week, it is parody slash novelty songs. So is it like all Weird Al? <laughs> Dr. Demento and Weird Al. Maybe we didn't start the fire. Shut up. Is in there? If you'd like to get involved with our show, please visit our website, littleredbandwagon.com or throwyourphone.com for hugs or throw your phones. Both are equally appreciated. Bring that heat. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page. I got to be better about posting the show. I forgot to last week. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can send us a longer email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail or text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Until next time, this is the next party. Take on me, take on me. Come on, that's fucking ridiculous. Great. I love you, Jim. Yeah, but when he hits the third, take me on, that's impressive. His hand oh, comes yeah. out of the comic book and grabs her and brings her in. <laughs> that is amazing 80s technology. I wish that hand would come out of the comic book and choke me out before I had to watch one more second of that. Wait, video. wait, wait, wait. Nailed it. <laughs>